Shut up and sit down. Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 4027 of Third Shift. I'm one of your hosts, Eric, and with me, as always, is my co-host and old buddy, Matt. Matt, how you doing? This is actually episode 15, just so everybody's clear. What? You didn't jump into the future. Wait a minute. Where are we? Welcome back to the past. No, oh, God. I was work? hoping this was over. You still work in the gray box. <laughs> Time to go back to finishing oh, no. for another seven weeks. This can't be true. All <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. Well, whatever. But yeah, it's been a good week for me. I've had uh, my uncle from Arizona up here pretty much all this week. He comes up once a year for like uh, the U of M homecoming stuff. So it's been great hanging out with him, doing all kinds of stuff this week. Other than that, playing a fair amount of games, playing some more Duke Nukem, some Battleborn, obviously has been taking up pretty much all my time. With Face Off and the new story app. Been having some good old times. How about you, man? Oh, it's been the week of the plague. So uh, <laughs> I mentioned to you guys that my family got it. And, well, uh-huh. had some beers the other night and, well, a few nights ago. Yep. And uh, the white blood cells, they said, well, if you want to screw yourself over in this way, then we're going to go ahead and let the plague get you. So it got me. You're, you're welcome, <laughs> yeah, Eric. It's, it was worth it. Totally worth it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It definitely was. It was a good night. So if I sound a little off, a little more nasally than I already do, uh, that's why. Because my nose is plugged up and I want to sneeze and or cough every five seconds. Uh, Beyond that, you know, pretty dang good. Uh, Obviously Mm. an amazing DLC dropped, which we'll talk about in a bit. uh, Oh, yeah. uh, Look at that. See? Sniffling. Sorry, Sorry, boys and girls. I will keep that to a minimum. (laughs) Promise you. All right. But anywho, it's, it's been a good week playing some new DLC, been getting back in that Duke Nukem some more, and mm. uh, of course playing my other hobbies, as you guys know, Wild Destiny and all that good yeah. jazz. A typical week, my friend. So yeah, speaking of typical weeks, of course on Tuesday, our Talented Tuesday art competition took place. Just me and you this time with Galt. I thought we both had some, you know, some fun creative situations to put our buddy Galt in. That's right. I especially liked yours because yours is Galt when you play him. Yeah, every time. Obviously. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to rephrase some of the things he said, but I thought I'd keep it PG. Mm. So, uh, yeah. you know. And I want to give a shout out to old Joe's O's with my eighth grade level drawing skills. <laughs> it's the best hey, I could do, you know, man. You know, I took it as a compliment. I thought I was going kindergarten level with some of my stuff. You know, but yeah, hey, you know. That's actually pretty true. I've seen uh, fifth and sixth graders draw much better than that. So. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Not bad, I guess. <laughs> but, yeah, Galt was last week. Up this week, we're going to do Oscar Mike because it's my pick, and I don't know, I just kind of picked that out of the hat there. Uh, so Oscar Mike this week. As always, you can check out the preview versions of any of our Talented Tuesday stuff on our Twitter account. Check the Instagram for the full versions, and if you guys want to throw some art our way, we'd be more than happy to look at it. You know it. Speaking of awesome things, Matt, we got some yeah. golden skins. We've got some taunts. We got some LLC packs. We've got a legendary pack. We've got all sorts of skins. Let the loot rate down on your faces. Let all the <laughs> gifts from the gods rain down upon you. We got codes. We got all sorts of things this week. Um, we'll talk a little bit about what they gave in the stream, but I just want to make sure everybody knows, as usual, the codes and such you can be found in the links below and all the other locations, our website that you find on a normal basis. Yep, definitely check the show notes for Kid Ultra's Golden Skin, which dropped in the stream, and then a code for, what is it, LLC Commander Pack and, and Legendary, legendary pack. pack. And on a quick side yep. note, since we're talking about it, uh, that was a, an apology to everybody because they found out there was a little something goofy in the drop rates, apparently, in the new Thrall uh, Rebellion. And it was yeah. noted in the Reddit and forums, etc. and they've addressed mm-hmm. it. And hopefully everyone can start picking up those sweet legendaries here in the near future. And, uh, you know, just hopefully everybody's happy that they apologized and mm-hmm. they gave you a free legendary. Yeah, and I've been racking up commander packs like nobody's business because I've been busting through the new story app pretty much like all my free time. But my bank is so full of just trash that I pick up all the rest of the way through it that I haven't been able to open any. So maybe now that the drop rate's fixed, I'll just have legendaries just raining down. Just raining. Yeah, I doubt that. But hey, 
Maybe. Hey, you never know. You can dream a dream. Those are all available via the shift codes that'll be down the show notes on the website. Anywhere on the internet you can find them. Also, they announced they dropped new taunts for Reyna, Whiskey Foxtrot, Arendi, and also Galilea, Montana, Galt, Melka, and Wrath. So all kinds of new taunts. Some of them they showed off in a, a tweet they put out around the time they did the battle plan, and some were shown off in the stream tonight, which we'll talk about more later. So definitely go check those out. I thought some of them were pretty cool. And those are all available in the store, correct? 90% sure, yeah. Okay. I haven't had a chance to jump on tonight to check it. I know a few are supposed to be in the Atticus Thrall Rebellion itself, correct? Yeah, but you get those as regular drops, I think. Okay. Because I got, you know, I got the Oscar Mike one. Mm -hmm. Yep, I saw that one. So I think think there were three there. I'm assuming Oscar Mike, Atticus, I would assume, and maybe either DeAndy or... Ambra, but I think, like you said, those those came with the Thrall Rebellion, so they either drop as a result of playing it, or maybe in a loot pack, I don't know. Roger that. So these new fresh ones they've announced are in the store for you to purchase with Muni. Yes, with your, with your Platinum and or your Muni. And as a side note, I will say Orendi's was awesome. Holy cow. Yeah. I'm probably going to get it, even though I don't taunt people. Liar. I do not. Liar. Only if they taunt me. So you do taunt they people. They taunt me, I taunt so back. So you do taunt but, people. Well, that's rarely, though. Oh, well. Most people never taunt me, so. I, I, I really liked Whiskey Foxtrot's taunt, but I'm garbage with Whiskey Foxtrot, so I probably won't even have a chance to taunt many people with him. Yeah. So. But you got Oscar Mike's, hey. man. That's what matters. That guitar yeah, that riff is, is amazing. That is pretty awesome. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, boys and girls. Speaking of amazing taunts and, you know, quick one-liners and... You know, rubbing your opponent's nose in the dirt. Hey, what a segue. Oh, man, we're sort of getting better. Maybe. (laughs) Sort of. Maybe. Oh, we're working at it. We're going to get there. It's late again. That's right. It's a good night. I kind of enjoy it. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so. So, boys and girls, we told you last week we would come back out and give you kind of a final verdict. I mean, obviously, we'll talk about Duke Nukem some more, but kind of Mm. a final verdict on our opinion overall on it, and I'll go ahead and lead it off. I got back in there, played a few more of the old school levels, you know, and was Mm. I was digging it, having a good time, but, you know, it was was Duke Nukem, the Duke Nukem you remember, which was very Mm. good and amazing for its time, but still just Duke Nukem. Now... My opinion was changed a bit. I mm. finally got to get into those new levels. Oh, and yeah. holy cow, they are just awesome. They yeah. put a lot of awesome work into those things. They just fixed all sorts of little things that were kind of just annoying in the old Duke Nukem. Mm-hmm. And I'm just having a blast. I haven't completed them all yet, but uh, I've been in there doing a few of them. And the difficulties up there... The fun, the, the sayings of Duke Nukem are all really nice. Mm-hmm. The the power they had using the new computers and whatnot, you can really, really, really tell the difference. And mm-hmm. you know, the graphics and, you know, the, the stage layouts. Um, so overall, if you loved Duke Nukem, this is a good game. If you love first-person shooters and you want the history of it and or just a, a pretty damn fun game, especially those new levels, this mm-hmm. is for you. If you're not interested in old school graphics and a crass, generally asshole-ish individual talking, this is probably not the game for you. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't agree more. I, I ended up playing through, I think, the entirety of the second episode before I jumped to the new ones. And even through the second one, I find my, I found myself kind of getting back into that old groove, kind of finding the rhythm, doing like that you know, sliding around corners, picking off enemies, especially with the rocket launcher and the like the generous auto aim you get with it. I found myself digging it more and more and more, but man, once I started Alien World Order and hit those new levels, like you said, every single like minor nitpick you could give about Duke just went right out the window. I think my biggest problem with the old school levels is sometimes you'd be rocking and rolling, and you get here and you and you, then you hit the key card door and it's like, "Well, but I explored everything." And then you have to go hunt through every single hidey hole to try and find the key card. But in the new ones, I was just flying through, buzzing through. Things seem to lead you in the direction you should go a little better than the old ones, which were just like, we made a crazy map. Just go. Yeah. Go find it. Yeah, it was like in the older maps, it's like a polygon search, like you said earlier. Sometimes Mm -hmm. you're just looking for this little switch, which has a tiny little red-green blip on it. 
and it yeah. takes you completely out of the game. You're just like mm. wandering around aimlessly. You've killed all the enemies, and you're just yeah. staring at walls, scrolling up and down, up and down, up and down. And in these new levels, uh-huh. it just, so far anyway, it doesn't feel like that at all. It's just transition, transition, enemies, transition, move, move, move. And then another thing, just to quickly touch on it, we talked about the the uh, commentary mode before, and I found the like the first couple levels of the... F- you know the old episodes. There were commentary bubbles all over the place. Cause hey, remember this? Hey, remember when we when we did this? But then you get to episodes like three, four, five, six, seven, eight, and they just like disappear. But when you get to those new levels, commentary bubbles are everywhere again. Like every single thing. Hey, what does this sign say in Russian in the Russia level? You know, why did you make this do that thing? And it's just it was exactly what I wanted it to be. It was fresh, new, everything that. I didn't like about the old levels was gone, and then the the developers were right there in your ear the whole time, giving you little tidbits and fun and having having a good time with it. So I definitely recommend it. Like you said, if you like old school shooters or you even remember old school shooters, I'd still I'd say it's a great game. I still think twenty bucks is maybe slightly too much for for my tastes, maybe fifteen or ten. But hey, that's that's personal taste. But if you support Gearbox, to hell with it. What's a few extra bucks, right? Sure, why not? Why the hell not? But I do agree ultimately. I think maybe fourteen ninety nine would have been better. But uh yeah. but hey, it's still great and uh yeah. all I've been seeing, you know, Randy Pitchford's been throwing out all sorts of reviews for it and they've been coming mm-hmm. back positive and positive and positive and I've seen a bunch of tweets out there also stating that they're uh, in love with the game and they're so glad that uh, they released it and took them back mm-hmm. down memory lane. So, you know, that's pretty damn cool. Pretty yeah, damn yeah. cool. Pretty damn cool. Someday I'm going to speak English, Matt. It's going to work. So speaking of pretty damn cool, Eric, I'm not even going to let you try and recover from that. We're just going to move on. I love it. Face-off mode dropped last Thursday, and I've had a decent amount of matches in face-off, and I... I find that I love the concept more than the execution, but that's 99% because I have been on some of the worst teams I have ever played with in this new mode. I don't know about you, but I'm always matched up with the people who run around and kill everything. And like they'll be sitting there with 68 masks, just running around. I'm going to kill some more Varelsi over here. Oh, there's players? What? Oh, I'm dead? What? And I'm just I'm standing there as a pendles trying to help them, and they just die. And then the other guys run back and score all the masks because I can't kill five people on my own. Yeah, that's been my experience as well. And I think it's mostly just due to the fact that we haven't had a team uh, get together. Some of our other compatriots have been uh, AFK for a bit, so Mm -hmm. um, it's been hard to rally up a good squad. Now, you know, we got a couple peeps we're going to probably have to hit up, though, and, you know, get in there because I'd love to see it from a team aspect. Absolutely. Like you said, with these randos, you know, you don't know what you're getting. And so far, it's been mostly individuals who I really don't think know what they're doing. I'm not sure if they yeah. understand how this mode's played. Like you said, they're just mm-hmm. running around, killing Varelsi, uh, or just going after players over and over and over again, but never yeah, capping yeah. points. And, well, guess what? You don't win if you don't cash in those masks. So Exactly. I, I think I had one match where I was on this amazing team. It was me, some other guy, and a three-person team. And that three-person team was rolling together. They were hitting up every camp, taking all the masks, and then, oh my gosh, who would have thought, taking them back to the turn-in point and turning them in. And I could roll with them, and I could help them kill people, whether that be Varelsi or other players at the turn-in spot. And we won in dominant fashion. We were amazing. And then we queued up for the next match and voted on the thing, and we're selecting our characters, and then that three-man team disappeared, and the match disconnected. And I went, F this, I'm playing the story up. That's right. But (laughs) besides the fact that we haven't been paired up with a lot of good players, well, I shouldn't say good players, that's not fair. Individuals who aren't comfortable yet with this mode, I love it. Or aren't coordinating with us. I love the idea of it. Uh, I love the play of it. I love the shift to the boss. And then you go and you're down on him, and then you got to use teamwork, of course, down the boss, but also have some people mm-hmm. going back and getting those masks so that you can carry on and win the day. Yeah, that that's one part I especially love. I've been playing Pendles a lot in this mode for what should be obvious reasons, but that boss fight mode especially, because you get every, te- every other team member jacking the boss, and the masks are just flying out of them. 
And the other team is either focused on the boss or our people. And I can just run around and pick up so many damn masks, being invisible and sneaky-poo stealth man. And then once we finally whoop, swoop back to the main map, I go drop in a massive score for my team who's not getting any masks anyway, so we end up losing. But I still I still love the mode. I love the, the switch to the boss fight. I love that you can activate the buildables to get the Varelsi wave right back up again so you can just keep farming that spot. I, I really love everything about it, but the people I've been playing with. Mm-hmm. And I know before we were talking about uh, the fact that we thought they were going to have new maps for this, but instead they ended up just uh, repurposing the capture maps. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They did a good job with it. Um, yeah, I think so, too. It feels pretty darn natural to me uh, on those mm-hmm. maps. So kudos to them for taking yeah, existing definitely. maps and making it work really well with the new mode. I still, you know, i got to say I would love to have had three new maps, but I mm-hmm. understand that, you know, hey, resources such as they are, why not? Yeah, I, I understand it too. Like you said, I would prefer some all new maps, but with the Varelsi camps in there, even though they're the same map in a, in essence, they feel totally different because you're walking around and oh, here's a here's three giant Varelsi right in my face. I can't go you know to this corner to hide and teleport back back home because there's a Varelsi camp there, so even as Pendles, when I teleport, I uncloak, and now they're shooting me. i got to go find different hidey holes and different uh, different routes throughout the map. Like you said, I think they did a good job. Speaking of the hidey holes, that's what I was going to mention, was that it's really interesting to be in there, not on Capture, because you're looking at totally different things. You're looking for oh, yeah. totally different things. Capture, mm-hmm. all you're looking for is Alpha, Bravo, Charlie. That's it. Yep. You don't care about anything else. You're going to those maybe points. Maybe a shard. Yeah. Maybe a shard. Maybe a shard. That. But even then, usually not really. You just, you know, you got an all-white set out, uh, you know, set up, so, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. But in this yeah. one, you're, you know, you're hiding, you're moving around, you're trying to evade, find enemies. It's an interesting take to see it from that perspective. Plus, I love the headhunter bots, the way they run up and stun people as they're trying to totally wreck you and then it swoops in from behind and stuns them and then you get to turn the tables a little bit. Mm-hmm. Just another fun little addition, a small addition too, that just makes makes the mode, I, I guess I would say in theory, so much fun. It is fun, but you know what I'm saying. Well, speaking of fun, Matt, oh, yeah. what about Atticus and that Thrall Rebellion? Tell me about it, brother. I, I've said it a million times, but... I was so excited for this, and it has not disappointed even in in any regard. Even if we didn't get any other story ops, even all the other story ops are horrible, I would be happy with this one right now just for the end of time. This, I mean, for me, this is basically my Tiny Tina's Assault on Dragon Keep for this game so far. Because this, I don't even know what to say. Oh, I'll tell you what to say. Oscar Mike, the damsel of distress. Oh, no. It is the best. <laughs> and the music that comes with him, the like fractured, broken the kazoo saxophone or whatever music. It is, the <laughs> it's so horrible, which fits it so perfectly. Oh, my God. Yes, it is good. Um, I love how the maps, not the maps, I'm sorry. I love how the treasures, the treasure chests change up. So every single oh, match, yeah, yeah. you know, you've got to look around. You've got to keep searching to get those ops points. You can't just mm-hmm. go, okay, I know this one's here. I know this one's here. Obviously, uh, at some point, you know, you're going to know where all the locations are. But, you know, mm-hmm. it still requires you to go look. Yeah, you got to at least go around and check every single thing. And speaking of things changing between playthroughs, you know, so far I haven't hit a repeat of a story unless I've been rolling with somebody who would as a lower ops point level, like that one time we did. Mm-hmm. But so far I haven't hit any, you know, repeated voiceover story in the Thrall Rebellion. And it's weird because even though the, mis- the mission is the same, but the story itself is going forward, so you feel like you're progressing through it, even though you're not really, really. And all that story has been really interesting, too. Like, I don't know if you've gotten to the second Ombra voiceover one, but the ending there is just freaking awesome. And it's like one line, and it's just... Blows your mind. I don't know. It's so well-written. It just made me really appreciate all the hard work they've done with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can definitely tell there's a lot of hard work put into it. Um, mm. Obviously, I haven't gotten to the last... I haven't gotten to the last one, so you know, I'm excited to get in there and play some more and figure it all out. But uh, time-wise, mm. you know, it's just going to take me a little bit. Speaking of another thing changing up, I've 
I think it was once I hit the 75 ops points threshold, even the boss changes up a little bit. So I, I really appreciated that, that they're, you know, change the chest, change the voiceover. Once you get good enough, change the boss up some, change the last bit of that boss fight. I think I maxed out at around 89 the last time I played. So I'm excited to see what is surely going to change when once I reach 100 and try and try that boss fight again. Yeah. Although I'm sure I'm just going to get absolutely wrecked and destroyed, but it'll still be cool. Nah, going to do it first time successfully. No problemos. <laughs> I will say my, my 89 ops point run was pretty much the easiest one, and I did it with Galilea too, which was kind of surprising. Uh, I, not to me. I, I was just thinking that uh, on a side note, that <laughs> she'd be real good for that. I guess not surprising that I could do it with Galilea, but I'm... I kind of suck with Galilea, so I thought I would be terrible. Uh, but she she really carried me through. Yeah, I saw uh, Mendel Mars do it with Galt, and I was surprised mm. at that. I mean, I play Galt yeah. quite a bit, but you know, I just didn't see him as a good go-to character for that single-person damage. Mm. So it makes me wonder if I should pop in there with him, especially since they did you know buff that damage recently. Yeah, that's true. So maybe that does a little something-something. I think for me it was mostly the... The boss fight at the end that I was worried about being a melee character with Sister Arya doing like the, she, I mean, she does like the Rendane spins. She spins her, like her little energy spear things around like Rendane does in the uh, in the Heliophage. His is on a way bigger, you know, level. But I, I was afraid of just getting wrecked by that as soon as I walked in on her. But I was able to kind of kite her around and you know do it do it like pro style. So there you go. And I will say for the level design itself. Really good. Mm-hmm. I mean, the it just oh, yeah. looked gorgeous. I love the whole uh, generate, you know, city slums looked. It was just mm-hmm. very impressive. And then, of course, going in that noir mode, you know, all red and just oh yeah, the like the film effect, mm-hmm. the film strip effect that comes down when it first starts, and just oh man, just the black and white with the rain and the hard-boiled voiceover. I want to just push my mic over right now and go play it some more. I don't even want to do the rest of the show. That's what <laughs> I was just thinking. <laughs> no, I, I want to do the rest of the show. I love doing the show. No, I mean, I do, but you know what I'm saying. <laughs> but yes, I'd love to go play myself. Um, before we move to the wonderful Easter egg, I do want to lightly touch on a little subject just for a second. I mean, for players who left Battleborn, you know, before this came out, mm-hmm. or for people who are still sitting around, you know, on their bumps, waiting for Borderlands 3, oh, I'm not going to get Battleborn, bar. Do you think uh-huh. getting it now with this story op and how it is and the promise of more story ops to come is, in all honesty, is this a reason that these players should come back and or make the investment and buy Battleborn and give it a shot? I think it's hard for me to not be biased because of the quality of and, you know, the style of this story op. But at the same time, I think if they put this kind of effort into, you know, the next four that are coming out, I mean, it basically, like I said, it gives me like that tiny Tina feel, like the the whole storytelling vibe of it, you know, having the narrator over top, changing up the the feel of it, even though you don't change up the action, it's got a lot more replayability, or it feels that way anyway, than the regular story modes do. Because the most you get out of that is a couple, you know, voice quips from the character you're playing as, versus this, the whole story that's being told to you is different. Mm-hmm. So I think if all the other ones keep the same vibe, I think this is definitely something that should get players back into it, as long as they, you know, once they find out about it and know what it is, I think... It would sell me on it again. Mm-hmm. I, I I love expansions and lo, you know lore expanding things like these. Gotcha. My honest opinion would be that uh, if you have Battleborn already and you haven't gotten back mm-hmm. into it, you know you ditched it. There was issues in the beginning. You got upset. You know, come on back, give it a shot. Mm-hmm. Uh, the story is just fantastic. They did a great yeah. job. It's a lot of fun. You know, it's only a couple bucks if you didn't buy the season pass and or uh I was going to say, at the end of the day, it's only five bucks. So yeah, and I promise you, can't you go wrong. you're going to want to replay it at least seven, ten times for sure. For sure, yeah, for sure. Yeah. And that's worth five bucks, to me anyway. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, and for those that, you know, have been sitting around, if you guys listen to the podcast and, you know, uh, haven't bought Battleborn and just kind of hanging out waiting for some Borderlands 3 or a little bit of the Duke Nukem that gets talked about, I would say grab it. 
you know, because the quality and the time they put into this story app, it seems mm-hmm. like they're really trying with this. And Toby's friendship raid is right around the corner. So yeah. you already got one fantastic story up, and a second one is very close. And not only that, but of course they got these new characters they introduced, etc., and the new PvP map, which is free for everybody, so you don't even have to buy that one. They're really trying, and I think they're doing a great job. So I, in all honesty, would say pick this dang thing up. You will get your 30 40 bucks worth, whatever it ends up costing you, because there's sales all over the freaking place for this game because, you know, they want people to get into it, and they know that a lot of people got turned off with all the hoo-ha back in the day. So, you know what? Mm-hmm. It's worth the 30 40 bucks. Oh, yeah, absolutely. No question. Mm-hmm. So, now that I'm done that little spiel, we'll move on <laughs> to the Easter egg. <laughs> you know, they promised that there would be an Easter egg for Borderlands 3 in every single one of these story ups. And, by the way, that's another yep. reason to go get it. Instead of just waiting for uh, one of these YouTubers to pop it on, which is fine too, because that's where I first right, got right. the info from, was uh, yep. you know our famous YouTubers that we uh, mentioned all the time on here. <laughs> which is hilarious because I think the first few times through we were like, oh, we got to find the Easter egg, oh, we got to find that Borderlands mm-hmm. symbol, and did we find it? No, hell no, we didn't. No, we didn't. Uh, well, you know, I think Jim Beam. Might have had something to do with that uh, at some point. He, he was pointing you a different yeah. way. He went, look, sir, mm-hmm. look over here. Exactly. So I'm blaming him. <laughs> I'm blaming him Okay, for that. okay. But anywho's, Promethea, that is the Easter egg. For anybody who hasn't gotten out there and seen it, uh, it's going to mm-hmm. be on a wall written in graffiti uh, around the corner on the second area, or is it the very first? I think it was the second area, yeah. but it was behind a gate too. So you yeah, gotta you, go down one of the little dead end. It's not even like an alleyway. You gotta go into like one of the dead end little offshoots of the map there. Look through the gate, and when the lightning flashes, you'll be able to read it like bright and clear. Mm-hmm. You will be able to see it bright and clear. It is Promethea. And for those of you who don't know, you can go online and get a much better history, lore, etc. But we'll break it down real quick. Promethea oh, yeah. <clears throat> is a very harsh planet, much harsher than Pandora. Now, what's significant about this planet is it's the first planet that Atlas went to and actually found uh, alien technology and reverse engineered it to become the famous individuals that they are, well, were, until their fall by uh, Hyperion. What this means? What do you think, Matt? Uh, I think, especially because if you haven't seen the graffiti yet, the A at the end, it's not an A, it's a vault symbol. So that says to me that you're going back there to either open a new vault, maybe raid the old vault, maybe f- just figure out what the F happened there, maybe something new has happened there. I mean, it's kind of obvious. Hey, here's a planet in the Borderlands universe. What do you think it means? Uh, I think it means we're going back there. And like we were saying right before we uh, started recording the show, maybe, see, I was I was thinking when we first brought it up, since Reese owns Atlas and Hyperion now, I was thinking, well, maybe you play as him going in to figure it out. But then I was thinking, well, maybe you play as one of the, as a new character and each of these worlds you go to in Borderlands 3, if they do set it up that way, one of these old characters with some tie to something is kind of your your quest giver, your like handsome Jack following you through the storyline. Mm-hmm. So I, I was thinking maybe have him be your Promethea guy or guide or, you know, however you want to think about it. While you're running around doing quests for people on the ground, he's like pushing the main story on you. It's funny you mention that because, um, as you may or may not know, uh, Gearbox, they went ahead and got the rights to Border Worlds a long time ago. Oh, yeah, I did hear about that a long so time ago. So I suspect that you're in the right area. I think Promethea will play a large role in the next Borderlands. But I think you're right. Mm-hmm. I think maybe Reese or some character will be the guide in that particular world. But I think mm-hmm. uh, that won't be the only one. I suspect there'll be more oh, yeah. than just that. But for sure, we now know you will be going to Promethea or Promethea will have something significant to do with Borderlands 3. Mm-hmm. Which means yeah. that more than likely you will see your Tales from the Borderlands characters at some point in time once again. I'm hoping so. I hope so too. I mean, I better. Oh, yeah. But I also hope to see some of the old ones, too. So guess what, though? We got more Easter eggs coming with Toby's Friendship Raid. So That's true. We'll get more hints, more drops, more little teases of knowledge, maybe. That's right. 
So that's all the stuff that happened pretty much like last week. Stuff that dropped last Thursday that we've been playing through, we've been rocking out. All kinds of great times had there. Moving on to this week, stuff that dropped today while we're recording this on Thursday. As far as the battle plan for Battleborn, a uh, couple you know, quick minor things. Uh, a couple of hot fixes for bots in Meltdown and Incursion matches. Apparently some of them were not giving you the XP that you were supposed to. So now they've bumped that back up again. So if you were slaughtering minion waves on Meltdown or Incursion and not leveling up the way you were supposed to, that should be fixed right now. And then in the community spotlight, they spotlighted Darren Sirius or Zirius. Not sure how to pronounce that, but he apparently writes a lot of Battleborn fan fictions. I'm actually kind of interested in checking that out. Uh, I guess uh, mm. he says one of these chapters called Aftermath, something of a hit right now. And mm. I'm kind of curious. I'm a book reader myself, so I may go actually yeah. check that out in my free time this weekend. I'm, I'm kind of curious because I obviously they're promoting him, so I kind of wonder, obviously it's a fan fiction, but how fleshed out the ideas mm-hmm. are. and The if, quality of the writing. Yeah, that too, plus like the quality of the backstories. Because mm-hmm. I think the one the one they linked to that I saw was like a young Phoebe and a prototy- prototype marquee bot having a conversation. I was like, wow, that's pretty cool. I don't know if that's actual, really like going to become the lore, or if it's not, or how the, how the interplay would work there, but... Like you said, pretty interesting stuff, I'm sure. Yeah, if you guys want to check that out, obviously it's on the battle plan. They provide a link. So, you know, hit it up if you're interested in fan fiction or any sort of uh, theoretic lore in the Solus universe. Also, yeah, definitely. they, as usual, did some lore this week with uh, Kid Ultra, mm-hmm. since he's obviously the big reveal. And it was interesting. I like the setup of it. I like how that uh, mm-hmm. was giving you code lines from Kid Ultra himself as the... Uh, head honcho of the AI, you know, shut down, and everybody had to figure mm-hmm. out what the heck to do with themselves, hence why all these yep. Manguses went nuts and turned out a little bit odd. So it just mm-hmm. kind of gave the protocols through code of of uh, what happened to Kid Ultra in that moment. Yeah, I liked the, like the whole boot-up sequence, like going through the regular boot-up, and then when the communication failed, how he, you know, loaded up differently, and how his... His protocols changed, mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah, I definitely. It was pretty neat. Uh, a little bit short, but mm-hmm. cool nonetheless. And lastly, as we've already kind of talked about, uh, they announced that mm-hmm. next week they're going to give us details on the second story app, which is Toby's Friendship Raid. Now, it's not the stream, it is just a. Hey, we're going to tell you a little bit about what's to come. I think the actual wording in the battle plan is it's notification on when the next stream is going to be. And then in the stream from today where they talked about Kid Ultra, Elisa said, oh, hey, in like a couple weeks we'll be streaming the new new story app for you guys. So what we're thinking is next week they're going to say, hey, next next week is going to be the actual stream and then it's probably going to drop, you know, a week or two from there. A week. It'll be a week. It's generally a week. So based off what we know... We're only mm-hmm. three weeks away from the next story out mission. Holy cow. That's that's not confirmed, obviously, as we just said. But oh, yeah, that's just kind of going off of what we've seen yeah, before. Yeah, what we've heard but. thus far. It looks like three weeks we already get another story out. I'm still rolling and having mm-hmm. a great time with the current one. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. I still haven't hit 100 story outs. Yeah, well, I'm not even close. Yeah. I, I think I'm at like 60 <laughs> or whatever it is, so... Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, so I'm in dreamland right now. Oh, yeah, definitely. So that was it for the battle plan, you guys. Um, short and sweet, obviously, because they had the mm-hmm. Kid Ultra reveal at uh, 6 p.m. Eastern time, which we're going to go ahead and talk a little bit about right now. Mm-hmm. So before we get into the nitty-gritty, they also announced that Kid Ultra is going to drop for Season Pass and Digital Deluxe members next week on Thursday, the 27th. And then for anyone else who doesn't have the season pass, he'll drop the week after that on the 3rd of November. So like we said, hey, we're going to stream him. Hey, he's coming right around the corner. Boom, here he is. So speaking of Kid Ultra, what did they start off with in in the stream there? I don't know. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) I'm just kidding. I'm just Well, let me tell you there, sir. Oh, goodness. They went ahead and they started off by giving you some conceptual art, you know, where they they went with this character. Mm. And uh, he started off as like a, I don't know, 
like a little military robot almost looking dude. He had two boluses. Mm-hmm. Is that how you pronounce that? Boluses? Or just bolus? Just bolas? Bo- bolas would be like if you're being oh, Spanish. But I, I would say bolas. Mm-hmm. Bolas. Bolas. Bo- no, there we bolas. Go. Bolas Man, will do it. We can speak English. He had two of those. <laughs> like, it's technically not English. That's a yeah, loan that's word, true. sir. Anywho, they were uh, showing some conceptual art. They kind of guided us through the process of how Kid Ultra came to be. And Randy Varnell Mm -hmm. and... um, Chuck Bartholomew. There it is. Uh, They really did a good job of kind of just showing you how that came along. So, yeah, it was pretty Mm -hmm. interesting. The artwork is really cool. I liked some of the offshoots they showed on there. Like, it was really sweet. Yeah, yeah. I definitely really liked the kind of like the step through the process. First, starting off with what he had, and then even in that image, there it was like a like a little like character mm-hmm. card for him because it had his primary and secondary attacks and skills and alt and everything, like on what looked like you know like if you had like a D and little D and D card for your character, it looked like that. And then, like you said, stepping you through, okay, we want him to be more robotic, and then I think there was one where it was a split between. He's very robotic in this set of drawings. He's kind of more like a human in a robot suit in this set of drawings and kind of figuring out how they wanted him to look, what they wanted him to become, the kind of evolution of him. I thought was it, that was really interesting to see because we haven't really seen that for any of the other characters. We've seen like maybe the early concept art and then the finished art, but never the how did we get there from here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that full that playthrough was really nice. And I loved the iteration yeah. where they had him as just a teenage boy in the mech suit. I mean, ju- that mm-hmm. just looked really cool to me. And I also did love the original concept art. But I think for the game that we play mm-hmm. currently, it looked too realistic. And by realistic, I mean, yeah. you know, your typical mech warrior kind of look going on. It, it looked kind of like old yeah. and gritty. Like he'd, like he'd been around for a while versus, you know, especially for an LLC character being shiny and new and sleek and all that stuff. He definitely had that same look that Ernest's original character model did. That old World yeah, War II yeah. looking kind of thing going. Which which really makes me wonder if all the characters have th- that kind of look. And I would really love to see him mm-hmm. if they did. That would be a completely different game if they all had kept those original mm-hmm. concepts for sure. So yeah, yeah, they did that. And then they moved on to what, Mr. Matt? After all that stuff, they basically moved on to just his skills and attacks. So we might as well just dive straight into those, right? Sure. Sounds like a plan to me. His primary attack is uh, Rocket Gauntlet. This is a single quick-fire rocket that shoots out. They said that his rockets, and in his secondary attack he has rockets too, but they said that these will do splash damage. They splash out about as much as Benedict's rocket launcher does, but they do way, way, way less damage than Benedict. His secondary attack, like I mentioned, it involves the rockets. It's a three-rocket volley. They call it Rocket Vortex. I didn't really get a chance to see that in action during the stream. I didn't really see it either, but uh, he was very adamant about making sure you knew that the the cylinder spins when you do that uh-huh. uh, secondary attack, and you actually get to see it spin and launch you know, all three rockets right out of it. The way he was describing it, it made me think of like a Gundam rocket flurry, like three rockets spiraling in a really tight formation in. Yeah, that's what I was thinking of too, exactly. Not like a, not like a V-spread, but yeah. like a tight spiral. Mm-hmm. That's kind of where I thought he was going with that. So I didn't get to see it either, mm-hmm. but I, I, it sounds pretty cool. Uh, they said one of his skills is going to be his bolas, which he kept from his original iteration. That's, I mean, pretty much self-explanatory. You hit somebody with that, that's going to put a slow mm-hmm. on them. That's what bolas do. They tie up your legs. That's what it does. Ta-da. Now, his second skill, which was really interesting, and I have a couple things I wanted to say about this, but it's going to be a support drone, which you can... He said that it fires kind of like Reyna's overshield, where you can like tag a person with it and mm-hmm. shoot it out. But then during the gameplay and further in the discussion, they said you can basically just like shoot it out anyway, which is not like Reyna's overshield. So I think you can probably target people with it or it'll just have like a loose fire option because you can shoot it like out on the ground and then he will run over and pick it up and attach it to Mm -hmm. himself or other players can come pick it up and stuff. And once that support drone is on you, it'll increase your max HP and it'll give you heal over time. But it does have a limit on how much it can heal you at one time. So if you go over that, the drones explode. And they said they can also be shot down by... Other characters, so if you're an Oscar Mike... With AoEs. And, and yeah, with AoEs, Yeah, they said it's very too. difficult to do it single target. 
But uh, if you can get an AOE on it, basically it'll go down. But if you're an Oscar Mike or a Whiskey Foxtrot who have single target abilities, you if you can't get good hits on somebody and maybe you can just see the drone spin above mm-hmm. his head, you can yeah. take him out. But I'm hoping that they're right and that it's elusive because if it's not, mm-hmm. eh, that could be a terrible ability. And, of course, we haven't played with them, so I'm not doing any judgments yet. But I'm hoping mm-hmm. it is difficult to hit because otherwise... You know, it'll be down instantly every time you throw it up on anybody. But from the match I saw, he had it up on his head a lot. So Mm -hmm. I think it's going to be okay. And then the one thing I wanted to say is that in the course of the discussion, I think it was when, I think it was the first gameplay they showed. They showed two face-off matches in addition to basically going over Kid Ultra. But Chuck mentioned, hey, you know, you don't really want to be throwing these support drones on invisible characters like a Pendles. So thanks for stealing my pro tip that I gave a couple a couple weeks ago when I said, don't give your Pendles buffs when he's invisible because everyone will see him then. Everyone's going to see the drones too. Bada bing, bada boom. Throwing them pro tips out. Pro tip from the pro mat in the past stolen by this guy. In the future. Jeez, I'm just that There's good. Terminator shit going down here. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> But his ult is to the rescue. He morphs into like a hover mode. They said his speed doubles and then two hundred percent. And then like it's a timed ult. So you run as far as you can. And then the faster you're going when the ult ends, the bigger a like a burst heal mm-hmm. it'll do. So if you're out of the fray, all your buddies are getting wrecked, you pop this in, you s- s- just come screaming in as fast as you can get in the middle of them, and boom, then everybody gets this big, massive heal. Yep, to the rescue. It's very self-explanatory. Yeah, pretty much. Your friends are in a bind. You come shooting in, ultra speeds. You pop out of it. Kid ultra speeds. Mm. Bam, look at that. And then you're healing them all up. Changes the whole Mm. wave. You freaking dominate. You win. Kid ultra's a hero. At least in theory, though, because they said when he's in his hover mode, you can hit him with all the CC in the world, and it... It will slow him, it'll stun him, oh. it'll knock him away and into a wall, it'll do all that kind of surprise, stuff. Surprise, surprise, he can be CC'd out of his ultimate. Enemy players can body block you, because, I mean, obviously they can. To, you know, So if they see you screaming in and they just hop behind you know, your buddy who you're going for, that, that might negate that, uh, that area of effect of that mm-hmm. burst heal. So just, just some you know, little counter strategies they threw into that stream, yeah. too. It's pretty cool. And then uh, his passive is, it's Aura of Justice, where he, oh, it boosts damage for all allies within uh, the certain radius on the ground, based on kills or assists that Kid Ultra gets. Uh, I think they said it goes up by a certain percentage and a certain duration for killing major enemies, and then there's a there's a lesser effect for minor enemies, mm-hmm. too. Yeah, and they showed that uh, in the match, you know, they had the aura around him. And then, of course, anybody mm. within that gets the uh, increased damage and all that good stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah they showed a sample uh, sample loadout for him that uh, they were, one of the players was rolling with, which was a, uh, a sustainer, which gives you heal power and attack damage. Then they had uh, a relo- reload speed item for him because he does have to have his mm-hmm. rockets reload, and then just a max HP. I mean, makes sense, sounds good. They also revealed the details of his lore legendary, which is called Dramatic Rescue, which I think gives you heal power, heal yep. power, and max heal shield. power and max shields. And then the legendary effect is it boosts his ultimate based on the amount of time that you're in the ult. Maybe in addition to how fast you're going. So if you, I don't, I don't know, they weren't really specific on that. I'm assuming you know the area expands the faster you're going when it ends. But maybe if you fly uninterrupted the whole time, then it boosts it. Another level the, uh, or something. The healing done at the end of it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I thought he looked pretty cool. I can't wait to get my hands on him. What do you think? Yeah, I told you before, uh, you know, a support character is what I'm all about. And I want to find one that uh, does good damage. You know, you can go in solo playing, be productive, help out, but at the same time not get wrecked mm-hmm. if you don't have anybody getting your back. And he sort of looks like that's the case because you can just not put the... Uh, the little drone on anybody but yourself, and mm. bam, you're getting your own heals, taking care of yourself, shooting rockets out, coming in and healing people with your ultimate when you can, um, setting up that buff debuff 
she looks fun. I can't wait to get in there and give mm. him a shot. I'm just worried about uh, his HP and you know how how tough he is. Yeah, he he feels just watching him be played and like the the positioning of of him in you know the fights. He kind of reminds me of how I play Reyna, kind of like that front, not front line, but like midline mm-hmm. supporter, also doing a lot of damage when you can. But that's not like your primary role there. So I'm excited to get my hands on him. Awesome. Well. Which I said already. So so I'm definitely excited for him to drop. Yeah, I can't wait till next week. Fo show dilly dow. And speaking of next week. <laughs> so that's what we think about Kid Ultra. What do you guys think? Send us your feedback. And you know what happens when I say the word feedback. <gasps> it's time for the mailbag. Ho, 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 ho. Random question from the box. What do we got today? Do, 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 do. Ooh, this one's from our buddy Joe's O's on Twitter. He asks, how do you expect Gearbox to fill in lore in-game for characters not featured in new story ops? Ooh, that's a good one. Ooh, you're dropping the big bombs. See, I think this one for me, since the first story op basically kind of takes place in the past, it kind of wouldn't make sense to have a lot of a lot of lore unlocked for, you know, like, oh, here's Alani who wasn't here when this happened. So you can't really say, oh, in theory, if she was there, she would have done X, Y, Z, you know, all the ABC, all that other stuff. I think and really hope that in the upcoming uh, story ops, which take place after the main game, so every character should be able to have a role in those. I would hope that they've, you know, recorded some individual lines for your characters because that, not to go back to the story op we have right now too often, but that's kind of the one thing I don't like about it is that it feels like Borderlands 2 all over again. Like, here's this stuff happening. I'm Atticus. I'm going to tell you what to do. And your your choice is to go, yes, sir, here I come, and not say anything. Like, I'm playing as Galilea. I'd like to hear her interact with the sisters. You know, so I, I hope and would really like for them to do that in the next story ops. You know, have Reyna be pissed off that Toby got his mech suit stolen. How could you let him into the compound to steal our whatever? You know, even small things like that. But as far as actual lore stuff, I don't know. I think it would be easy for them to put, like, you know, on your lore screen, just have, like, little buttons along the bottom for, you know, new unlocked segments. Mm-hmm. Or, like, how, how did they get into this situation? What was Raina doing when the friendship raid went down? Well, here she was doing this, this, this. Here's what happened afterwards, that kind of stuff. I like your idea, though, with depending on who you take in, depends on the storyline. So if you go in with Raina, yeah. you're going to get Raina chattering with Toby and whoever else is involved and what she's up to at that current mm-hmm. moment, what's going on. I think that's the easiest mm-hmm. way to do it. Um, because if you try to yeah. just get a certain amount of characters in every single raid, that's going to make things challenging. And then, like you said, it becomes mm-hmm. the issue where you're not actually there. You're just following orders yeah. and moving and listening to a story, which is tons of fun, but it is more fun right, right. if, like you said, you feel like you're you're part of the story actively at that moment. So I would like Mm -hmm. it to be that. However, on the business side of things, um, I don't know how they planned it, but honestly, you know, they need people to buy the the product and buy the the DLCs. And maybe they thought originally they were going to be able to do enough story ops to where they were going to be able to cover every single character in some particular story, which Mm -hmm. would then, of course, you could just do one character at a time, go right down the line and just get everybody up to yeah. date in a different story app. However, if the money isn't in it, they're never going to be able to do all the characters. So we might only get mm. the five they already promised, and who knows, maybe more, maybe not. So, yeah, um, in the business side of things, I don't know. Maybe we'll never get the lore, and that would be very sad. But I think they're smart individuals, and I agree with you in that I think they're going to just incorporate everyone in some role or play or way into the the ones they do have. And, and even if they did, you know, kind of like what they did with this one, I mean, it, it's only a few characters, but, you know, you got a bunch of, you have a generate-themed thing and then an outsider in there. You know, I know, we know there's going to be a story off about Phoebe, so it'll prob- probably be LLC characters in that one, plus maybe an outsider here or there. Toby's Friendship Raid, mostly going to be the rogues with an outsider. I think they could just, you know, spark that idea r- right off mm-hmm. of what you were saying. I think they could kind of work everybody in, even if there's only five or six main characters, and just kind of cover everybody that way. 
which I think, you know, it wouldn't be bad. I'd still rather have, you know, at least a few, you know, responses from my character while I'm doing the thing. Oh, yeah, for sure. But but mm-hmm. still. So hopefully hopefully they figure it out. But uh, the only thing we'll tell, I, I think we'll get a good indication, actually, when Toby's comes out. Um, since that one's going to oh, yeah, be definitely. in the present, as far as I know, I think Randy Varnell came out and said, going forward, mm-hmm. all of them will be after the heliophage. So yes. Yes, he definitely this said that. next one will be a good indication as to whether we're going to get mm-hmm. to see lore for everybody or whether we might just miss out on some people's lore. We'll see. They can't. I, I don't see them. They just can't do that, though. I can't. I can't see them just going. Oh, well, it was Ernest, but we didn't have anything for him to do. I don't think they will either. Even if they see it in the cards yeah. that they're not going to be able to do every single character's story out, I think mm-hmm. they'll just come in, and get some people aboard, and get some extra uh, lines in there and and flesh it out a bit. Yeah. So yeah, that's the mailbag, everybody. If you got any questions for us, uh, of course you can email us at info at thirdshift.me. We're on Twitter as Third Shift Me. That's Third Shift M-E. We're on Facebook under Third Shift. Uh, we're Third Shift Me on pretty much any of the other socials you could ever imagine. For any direct links to that, go to the website. That's thirdshift.me. This podcast drops every Friday, so we'll see you guys again on the 28th for the next episode. Uh, you can find the podcast on iTunes, on Stitcher, on Podomatic, where we've always been. We upload to YouTube or on Google Play Music, wherever where you want us to be. So if you like what we're doing, give us a rate and give us a follow or a subscribe on one of those platforms. We really appreciate it. You know we do, and we appreciate you guys as well. As I say every week, without you guys, this wouldn't be possible. Yep. We thank you all for listening mm-hmm. and you know sending us those tweets, those questions, all that good stuff. We uh, we. We feed off of it. Yes. They sustain me. (laughs) So with that, that's going to wrap up this week's podcast. We hope you guys enjoyed and got some information out of it. And as always, Matt, until next time, don't don't forget forget to save. save.